This podcast is brought to you by BrunerAcademy.com, your online resource for the best public speaking, presentation, storytelling skills courses. Become a rock star communicator in any setting. Visit BrunerAcademy.com. From secretary to preschool teacher to award-winning radio broadcaster, my guest today has admittedly never met a microphone she didn't love. As much as she loved the mic, anyone who has ever had the opportunity to listen to her, whether on the radio, singing jingles and commercials, or on a stage, people of all ages have always loved her right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and I am thrilled to have my good friend, Candy O'Terry, as my guest today. Welcome. Boy, I tell you, that was really beautiful, sweetheart. Thank you. You are so welcome. (laughs) Candy, having been on the airwaves in Boston for more than two decades, you have a voice that is so recognizable, whether speaking or singing, a true gift. When did you first know that you had this special gift, this talent in your voice? When I was a little girl, I used to sit in my room. And I used my hairbrush as my microphone, (laughs) and I lined all my dollies up on my bed, and I sang to them. And it was my father who fed this love that I had. And I loved Broadway stuff, and I loved, you know, uh, Disney movies, and I would get the albums. Sorry, but, you know, I had albums. And (laughs) on the back, when I could read, I would memorize all what they call the liner notes so that I knew everything about every song and every artist who ever sang them. And then I fell in love with the radio. So I would listen in the car, I would listen at home, and the music just became very much a part of the soundtrack of my life. What was it about radio that you loved? Oh boy, I loved the fact that the disc jockeys could talk, and then all of a sudden the song would come. Now I know that's called a talk-up, but I used to wonder, how do they do that magical thing? (laughs) Yeah, and and I loved listening to people like Casey Kasem, you know, because I grew up outside of New York City, and he was like the bomb. And then I also used to listen to Cousin Brucie and all the jingles and everything just mesmerized me. I loved it. Do you remember the first commercial jingle that you sang? Why, yes, I do. And I'm happy to sing it for all of your listeners if you'd like. Who's got the right ones? Not just those overnight ones. Successful singles. That's who. Oh, my gosh. And who was that for? Successful singles. A dating service. A dating service. Oh, my gosh. You talked about performing as a child, and I know that from the time you were three years old, your dad would get you up in front of guests and company at home. What did you love about getting up and performing? You know, I have to say that I think my father, you know how there are some people in your life that get you, and he got me, and he knew there was a little sparkle when I would sing, and he encouraged me to sing, and the more he encouraged me, and the more I saw him smiling or a neighbor smiling, I thought, I kind of like this. I kind of like this attention. (laughs) So I'm told, I have no memory of this, but I'm told that when my parents would have a little cocktail party on a Friday night, invite some neighbors over, they had a beautiful cocktail table and we had a Dalmatian named Chessie. Chessie loved olives. So here's what happened in my house. My parents would lift me up onto the cocktail table. I would sing Edelweiss And then my father would throw olives to the dog and the dog would catch the olives. And that was the three ring circus of our Friday night in Norwalk, Connecticut. And that was your show. Friday night show, show, the entertainment. Oh my gosh. I love it. You talked a moment ago about being in your room with the hairbrush, pretending to be that star. 
who were your musical idols? Barbara Streisand, for sure. Uh, later on, Linda Ronstadt. Any Broadway play that I would have ever seen, I always loved whoever was the lead singer. I liked the high notes. I liked the, the vibrato. I liked the bigness of the stage. But I also was fascinated by what happens in a recording studio. How do you get into one of those places and record a song? That was always a big dream for me. Well, and you also had a dream. You were on Star Search. What was <laughs> yeah. that like? <laughs> well, you know, that was really quite something. And I like to tell everybody, first of all, I had two auditions for Star Search, once in 1984 and once in 1988. And I made it all the way to, there are, people don't realize that there are many stages that you have to go through before you get on the show. And I believe there were four or five auditions that I went through in order wow. to get on the show. And it was the last one where I, I just didn't quite make it. But the year that I came as close as I'd ever come was the year that Linda Edder won. Oh. And she later became my friend. And I got a chance to interview her when I was on the air. And I was able to say, Linda, don't you remember me on Candy? We were together <laughs> auditioning for Star Search. And she did remember me, but she was the grand champion and had an incredible career. It's amazing. That was really the precursor to American Idol, to The Voice, oh, yeah. America's Got Talent, all of those shows. Besides music, growing up, you were quite the swimmer, still are today, but you were also a champion diver, even recruited by Boston College. Was there ever a time that you thought about giving up music and focusing on your sport, maybe even going to the Olympics? I was never good enough to be in the Olympics. I was a Connecticut State champion at one meter. And then when it was time to go to college and I was recruited by Boston College, which was very exciting, I had to learn to be a three meter diver. Most high schools don't have a high dive as you would call it. Right. And that's three meter. And so I had to learn a full list on three meter and it was terrifying. I was the silver medalist in the Boston Intercollegiate Diving Championships <laughs> one year. And I think I still have that medal somewhere in my jewelry box. But singing was never, ever outside my heart. Not oh. one single minute. Well, lucky for us, you stayed the course with your music and you honed your vocal skills. Obviously, all of that has stood you in good stead. Where do I even begin to introduce all the accomplishments and numerous accolades? It's, it, the list is long, but I'm going to name a few. Award-winning radio broadcaster and now podcaster of three shows. Executive communications coach. Yes, she's on my team. I'm very proud to say. Full I'm disclosure at Brunner Communications. And you are a constant advocate for women. You were on the radio for 25 years in Boston on Magic 106.7. But your first night, first night you actually went live was by accident. You know, this is the best story for anybody who feels as if their moment hasn't happened yet. And what I say to that person is, always be ready. Because you never know when your big moment is going to come. I was the secretary to the program director at Magic. I'd been there for, oh, let's see, about four or five months. And we had a disc jockey, really nice guy, with a very bad habit of falling asleep on the radio. <laughs> and he had six children, and they were all under seven years old. So he and his wife had had them boom, 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 one right after the other. By day, he was an exterminator. By night, he was a disc jockey. Oh, my gosh. He fell asleep one time. And my boss said, hey, you can't do that. He fell asleep the second time. And my boss came to me and said, if he falls asleep one more time, I'm going to have to let him go. So call him up and tell him, Gary, you can't fall asleep on the radio. And what happens when someone falls asleep, it's kind of interesting, is there's a little light that goes on 
back in the day, a tape would kick on. And so there was no dead air, right? So there's no dead air. That's right. Dead air is the most kiss terrible thing, the kiss of death <laughs> that can happen at a radio station, right? So after about 30 seconds of silence, the tape kicks on. When the program director gets back to his office in the morning, there's a red flashing strobe light in his office with a timestamp of exactly what time we went off the air and how long. So my boss walks into his office. He sees the strobing flashing red light and says, call him up. I got to fire him tonight. It was a Friday. It was a beautiful summer weekend. Everyone was planning their big escape to the Cape or the mountains or wherever they were going. And I was minding my own business in my little cubicle. (laughs) And he came over to me and tapped me on the shoulder. And he said, you're on tonight. And I said, "Um, what? I didn't even know who he was talking to because it couldn't be me, right? I had my FCC license to broadcast. I'd been to broadcasting school. I'd been at the station for a while. But in my mind's eye, maybe I felt as if I just wasn't ready for it. And he said, you know, you're a singer. You know everything about the music. We've been using you for commercials. You sound great. You're going to be fantastic. And I said, please don't make me. I still remember my dad, you know, I I was a single mom at the time and my father was always my biggest fan. And he said, Candace, I'll take care of the children. You go do that. So I went and the show started at midnight and it wasn't until 3.15 that I actually spoke. (laughs) What did you do for three hours and 15 minutes? I played one song after the other, followed by commercials. I ran the board. I kept us on the air and I was physically shaking in my boots. And then my boss called me up. And he said, I'm not hearing you speaking. And I said, please don't make me. I'm really not going to be very good at this. And he said, of course you are. When this song is over, here's what I want you to do. I want you to hit that jingle and I want you to say that line and then hit the next song. He hangs up. I fall down on my knees. I'm crossing myself. I'm like a good Catholic girl. I'm saying, please God help me. And I stood up and I, with a very shaky, shaky voice, I said, magic 106.7, you're in the middle of a continuous half hour of soft rock, you know, and I was so bad. I have the tapes to prove it. But you know what, Liz, all you need is one person to believe in you. And my boss did. And he used to sit me down in what's called an air check session where everything I've said on the radio is taped. And he would just go through my tape with me and find one or two things that I did okay and give me confidence that I could do it. And I have to tell you, from that weekend on, I was on the radio for the next 25 years. Two things about that. The first one is that having one person believe in you. Yes. The second thing is, how often do we discount ourselves because we haven't crossed every T and dotted every yes. I, and we think we're not, we're not ready, when in actuality, if we just take that chance. You know, as you and I say all the time to our coaching clients, life begins outside your comfort zone. That's where the learning happens. And I wanted to be safe in my little cocoon. If I couldn't be perfect by God, I didn't want to try it. I'm not going to do it. And he pushed me right off the cliff. I love it. Over the course of your entire career, you have interviewed more than 700 women, some of them famous, others ordinary women doing extraordinary things. And many of those interviews came through your award-winning show, Exceptional Women on Magic, a show that you not only hosted, but you created. And out of all those interviews, you gleaned some pretty significant pearls of wisdom, Mm. which you've turned into 16 life lessons. And anyone listening can find a link to those in our show notes, by the way. They are all great. But- Candy, if you had to pick just one of those 16, 
which one speaks to you the most? The last one. It's number 16 by Marilyn Carlson Nelson. And she says, at the end of the day, ask yourself, is this a day I can sign my name to? I remember when she said it to me, I remember thinking, you know, your signature is you, right? And I started thinking about that. And I started thinking about how from the moment you wake up until the moment you lay your head down on that pillow, make this a day you can sign your name to. You've given it your best shot. You've been kind. You've been inclusive. You've been generous. That's living a life well lived. As that tireless advocate for women throughout your career, you co-founded the group Boston Women in Media and Entertainment as well. But that advocacy really began before that. You lost your own mother to breast cancer when she was only 52 years old. How did that change the trajectory of your life? Liz, I have to tell you, it changed everything. It doesn't matter how many years pass by for me. I can take myself there to that moment when I was sort of cast aside. Losing my mother was like being placed in a little boat in the ocean without a paddle. It was like being in the dark without a flashlight. When you're 18 years old, you're not fully cooked, okay? It's like taking the turkey out of the oven a little too soon, you can't eat it. I had no brothers or sisters. I had no aunts or uncles. I had no grandparents. I had my father. And my parents were divorced, and my dad lived about 100 miles away from me. He lived in New York City. He saw me as much as possible, but I was really launched into adulthood very, very early. And many of the lessons that a mother teaches her daughter hadn't been taught by my mother because she'd been so sick. She was diagnosed at 48. She died at 52 of breast cancer. I was 14 when she was diagnosed, 18 when she died. That's all of high school. And so if you think about it, all those lessons that a mom might sit down and talk to you about, you know, how do you pick the right guy? What do you do if this happens? When you get married and you have a baby, what do you do when the baby cries? Like, I didn't have any of that. Fortunately, the women that I later interviewed, hosting exceptional women, filled in every blank my mother had left there. That became your tribe. Exactly. Your circle. Absolutely. And in some respects, a family. No doubt about it. And, and definitely a community. These women, when I would sit down with them, the idea was to just put one woman in the spotlight and then just ask her some great questions like you're asking me now, and then just let her tell her story. And if you're a good listener, which you and I know is the key to being a good interviewer, there was so much for me to learn. And my heart was wide open. They taught me about perseverance and strength and hope and faith and determination and guts and glory and all those things. And by the time they were done with me, I feel like my mom was probably looking down going, okay, I think she's ready now. <laughs> she's cooked. <laughs> she's fully cooked. She's fully cooked. You are a mom of a couple of kids, I sure am. a son and a daughter. And I know you also have grandchildren. They call you Gigi. You also co-authored a children's book with your beautiful daughter, Colleen, called Nelson's Garden. As busy as you are with all of that, the love and the tug that you feel for radio has called you once again and has propelled you to launch yet another new venture, 
a group of radio stations, the Candy O Radio <laughs> Network. Tell us about that. I could not wait. I have to tell you. You know, it's interesting. For most people in radio, particularly major market radio, I think that major market is embracing podcasting now. But it wasn't very long ago that as programmers, we were looking right down our nose at this thing called called podcasting, podcasting, right? And now they realize, okay, this podcasting thing is real. We need to embrace it. And so I went from radio to podcasting. But then I said to myself three years in, wait, I have all these connections in radio. I'd like to bring my content back to radio. So in order to do that, I needed to form my own network. And I literally just reached out to programmers that I know at small market stations. And I created a group of five stations that all carry my podcast called The Story Behind Her Success. Love it. And your three podcasts. Tell us about those. The Story Behind Her Success is three years old. So I have 154 episodes. Amazing. Secondly, I have a little uh, show called The Speaker Coach, which is really just a way for me to share all the things that I've learned about communication skills. And then the third is something I'm so excited about. It's my baby. (laughs) It's called Country Music Success Stories. So much fun. We, my partner and I, her name is J.C. Dawn Valeris, and she's a a young woman who's living in Nashville, singer-songwriter, grew up here, quote-unquote, listening to me on the radio is how (laughs) she introduced herself, so I felt super old. Let me get my walker. But anyway, the two of us together have this show. It's Nashville-based. I go there every six to eight weeks. We record four or five shows, and we literally go into the homes, onto the back porches, into the kitchens, into the recording studios. To the award rooms. To the award rooms of superstars. And it's not just the singers and the songwriters. It's producers. It's record people. And we tell our audience how to make it in country music. We let them tell their story. And then JC has a feature called Music City Mentor. I think somewhere in a former life, you must have been a country singer. (laughs) I'm convinced. you know, I can sing Crazy by Patsy Cline fairly well. Yes, you can. You have recreated and reinvented yourself, Candy, over and over again, and your life has unfolded in some unexpected ways. When you connect the dots of all of these life experiences, what have you learned about yourself through it all, and how are you living your best life today? That's such a great question. It really touches my heart. I will say this, I believe that we are all born with God-given talents, and it is our responsibility in this life to use them. My dad always used to say, Candace, bless your talents, don't squander them. The sound of music, whether I'm singing it or it's in my headphones and I'm talking about somebody else's music or whether I'm in the recording studio and I'm hearing myself singing something, whether I'm on a stage, whether I'm singing a jingle, whether I'm celebrating the life of a country music singer and finding out everything there is to know about that person, I recognize very clearly now that my gift is not just the gift of song, but the gift of communicating love of song. That is absolutely part of who I am, and I'm delighted that I'm using it still to this day. But the other piece is there is great joy in striving. I believe this. When we try, 
when we work as hard as we can, when we climb that mountain, it's the journey. It's not the destination. The joy that I've experienced in my life of simply trying, of stepping outside my comfort zone, of being pushed on the radio when I said, please don't make me. That's been the greatest joy is recognizing I can do it. You can learn more about Candy, her radio network, her podcast at candyoterry.com. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being somebody who believed in me and for bringing me on board for Brunner Communications and telling me I had something to share with our clients. That meant so much to me. Thank you. You are so welcome. And, and I'm so grateful that you shared your story with all of us today. Not only the gift of your voice, but as an advocate for women, your musical talents, your voice on the radio, your podcasts, we can't wait to hear more from you. We look forward to it. And thank you to all of you for listening in. May you be inspired to go after your dreams and live your best life. Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and fast twitch media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.